And that's when you get on YouTube or you get on Instagram and you're like, nobody on here is real. Everybody is just, they're running on campaigns to stay on the ballot of public opinion. Welcome back to Not For Everyone. We are a lover and a hater on a podcast, talking and feeling weird together (laughs) once again. Hi, my sweet Caroline. (laughs) Hey, baby doll. How are you? I'm fine. I'm very happy to be here. I feel like as soon as we were just saying this, as soon as I got on Zoom with you, I felt like, oh my God, like home. I don't know. I just... I felt okay. I've been having like a runaround type of week and this, I already feel better. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sorry you've had a runaround kind of week, but it makes me feel really good and important to be your safe place. So I'm actually pretty thankful. You're working on being a safe place. It's working. I am being a safe place. I was really annoyed at me listening back to the last episode. I felt like I talked over you so much. I felt like I cut you off so much. And I was like, what the fuck is my problem? Like, I don't always, obviously I don't hear it when recording, but I was mad at me. Interesting. We, you are still my safe place, even if that happened last week. And I, this week, I texted you and was like, when we were putting out that episode, I was like, this is one of my favorite episodes yet. And it surprised you. And maybe part of the surprise was because when you listened, you felt that way. I don't know, but I thought it was great because when when you're interrupting, and vice versa, I do it too sometimes. Like, it means we're excited about the topics. You know, like we want to get a word in. So I don't take it as anything other than like, we're excited to be here chatting with each other. I don't know. I'd tell you if you were pissing me off. It's not. Obviously, it's not personal at all. I was just like, that's probably so annoying. And I was like, that must be so annoying to listen to, too. I don't know. Mm. But I appreciate you. Um, I'm glad it was still one of your favorite episodes. It was was one of my favorites. And now this week, I have nothing to say. nothing to say I was not I have nothing to say like sometimes I usually I jot down thoughts throughout the week and sometime yesterday I was like omg we're recording tomorrow I know I have nothing written down and I was like I could go sit and do some reflection I could Ugh, please don't. I won't I won't <laughs> I'm just, just like for this I'm, please don't yeah, this, <laughs> I made the conscious choice I was like I'm going to let Jess carry the burden of this recording. Oh, shoot. We should have touched base, my homie. Um, I can do my best. I mean, honestly, there is a little thing in me, and I think probably in you, too, that's like, I I like, it, that's the performer, that's the entertainer in me that's like, oh, there's nothing to say. I need to, like, pick up the slack of this. Like, okay, I'll do all my weirdest stuff and share way more than I'm prepared to share. And, like, I'll just go all in. So if you need that... I feel like you've done it for me before. I mean, yeah, I'll dig. I'll dig to the bottom of this dumpster. You don't even know <laughs> the shit I'll pull out. Just a bunch I of will. Tide Pod cartridges. Oh and- my god. <laughs> this is the danger with me. Um I had my second therapy session with one of my therapists and I You're was healed. really impressed. I'm so healed. First of all, I'm healed, obviously. I'm about <laughs> to terminate therapy, but she was responding a lot to like body language and these super subtle body 
behavioral shifts I was doing or like a tone of voice change and things. And they would pick up on significant things. It's not like she was digging for something. She would be Mm -hmm. like, ooh. It sounds like you have a lot of anger about X, Y, Z, whatever. Or like, I saw you like stiffen up or like turn away when you did that. Things that I think you could dig at in a superficial, like grasping at straws kind of way. But she did it in a super effective way that got us to really deep conversations that were not the conversation I was steering us to have. And I brought this up because like, I feel like that's a problem with me in therapy sometimes. It's like, (laughs) You ask me about something, I'll talk. I will talk. I will give you answers and opinions and angles on stuff to fill the hour and none of it may matter at Mm. all. So it's like, I, I feel like I need someone who won't just go off of what I'm talking about. So you you felt it didn't leave you feeling like, oh, we uncovered something that I wasn't even trying to talk about, but actually was super helpful. It was more like, no, I wanted to talk about these things. And then you made me talk about these things. No, no. It got us to something actually um, substantial and and significant. Yeah. Something that I, yeah. Um, We actually ended up talking a lot about my feelings around being a YouTuber, um, which I hadn't walked in planning to talk. I I felt like I walked in that session. I had nothing to talk about, but Mm -hmm. I can't even remember exactly how it came up, but, um, I have like a lot of weird feelings about it sometimes. And we, Mm -hmm. we talked about almost that for the whole session. And I was like, I wasn't trying to talk about that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. Well, that is, that's a sign of a good therapist. And this is only your second session with them. Like, Mm-hmm. You already got to a point where you were like, oh, this week, not that much is going on. Like, I don't have much to talk about. And they still got something out of you that was really impactful because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we've alluded to this before and we never really picked back up the conversation. But a lot of times, um, whether you have been going to therapy for a while or just like, I don't know, are in therapy, but there's not a current like crisis that you're in or something, you do run out of things to say. And I feel like people's tendency would be to like cancel the appointment. But if you show up and it's a good therapist, like they will get you to something and you didn't even know it was like brewing under the surface. So that's often my advice to people when they're like, I don't know, like, should I still keep going? I feel like the last few weeks, like I just haven't had much to unpack and it's like there's always something to unpack girly girly pop like it's it's never Mm -hmm. ending well not to not to pile on to your youtube stress whatever that may have to do with but i will say it's saturday today you haven't been posting your videos on saturdays for a little while now like you just post them when you're ready which as your friend and business partner and lover (laughs) i do support however as a fan I still you built a routine in my life for a little yeah. while there where like I looked forward to Saturday morning coffee and Caroline's YouTube video and Aww. there's no one giving me the Saturday content. I'm glad I'm talking to you today. At least yeah. I get that. But like <laughs> that that was something I realized today. I was like, should I tell her this or is this destructive? <laughs> no, it won't. It won't get me to go back. I actually did post a video like 10 minutes ago. Mm. So do you, do you need to pause? And go I have watch? to go. Yeah, we can't, <laughs> we can't record right now. What the hell? No. <laughs> what um, if we just turn this into like watching your new video? video together and I react that would be fun okay not today would that be fun or would we should we just post a video of me masturbating into a mirror that would be as effective that would be as that would probably have the same effect it would be fun for me but yeah I understand that I understand that very much um well this week I was 
in Portland, Oregon and outside of Portland, Oregon for I went for a couple of days by myself pre a work trip. And then like the second half of the week was a work retreat with like 200 of my remote coworkers. Wow. And that's enormous. Yeah, it was like our whole division. Um, it was a lot. I'm reeling from it. I like. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty, pretty strong rave reviews so far. It was like, okay, so (laughs) I enjoyed connecting in person with certain people for sure. There were certain people that like, because we work remote, I don't have personal relationships with them. We just get on a call. It's pretty transactional. We do the work we're supposed to do and that's it. And I actually kind of value that about my job at this point in my life. But it was nice to actually meet people in person, certain people, and like be like, oh, you're cool. We can like chat. I told some people about the podcast, which I have kind of tried to keep separate from work Mm. because sometimes I want to talk about work and because sometimes I record during work. (laughs) And um, yeah, more importantly, that is when you need to keep a secret. (laughs) It's like, I need you to not figure out this how it was in my tech company. I was like, I never told them I was making videos. Right. So I was like, they they might notice how much time I'm putting into this and I need that to not happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, I was like, this is such a big part of me. And with certain people, I felt comfortable to talk about it. And they were like so excited and supportive. Mm-hmm. One of them is a mom and she started listening like the next day. And I ran oh into gosh. her and she was like, um, y'all were talking about Caillou. I hate Caillou. (laughs) (laughs) And we got a lot of DMs from people being like, why are you all up in Caillou's ass? Like he's the whiniest little boy on television. All these moms who are like forced to watch it with their kids, which is very unexpected feedback on last week. Wait, that's so funny. Everyone is up in arms about our love for Caillou. Yeah, I was like, you listened to the episode and like that was your takeaway. thing we said oh that's that makes me super happy i love that I yeah love that. so that was cute um you yeah but caillou's ass right people were like some of the angriest messages we've ever gotten meanwhile <laughs> other I topics did not, i did not look at the dms this week I other topics I like when we were worried we were worried that we talked about religion and the afterlife we were worried when we talked about our preferences on having children feminism everyone's like yeah that stuff's fine i don't care what you think about that but your caillou fans like who i'm gonna stop listening (laughs) they're they're mad that i corrected you about latin roots with the (laughs) and they're and they're pissed about caillou what else have people gotten mad about somebody somebody left a mean well not mean they left they left a negative review because I say um too much. And oh, I, I, I did see that. That's I, so don't, I, don't, I think that's one of our worst reviews. I can't disagree. Um, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> You're I, a human. I agree. I agree. You know what I um I saw recently, recently enough regarding ums. Maybe you saw this, too, because I know that you're also a fan of Adam Grant a little bit, who's like an organizational psychologist. He has a podcast. Yes. He posted something. That was like something about filler words. I think I did yes, see this at some point. It was yeah. like filler words shouldn't actually be as frowned upon as they are, because usually what's coming next is like kind of a new thought. And that's why the person's buying themselves a little bit of time with mm-hmm. the filler word. And so 
new thought is what pushes all of our thinking forward, whatever, whatever. Like, let's not shame filler words. It was kind of interesting. I mean, I don't think that's the case every single time, but it reframed how I view myself when I use filler words on the podcast and like how much I need them to be edited out and things like that. I'm just like, I'm a person and I'm recording myself talking. And so like, yeah, there's going to be filler. I don't know. What I remember Adam Grant speaking about in regards to filler words as well, which I think I agree with, is that there's a cultural attitude often, especially from anyone who is your mom, (laughs) that filler words correlate to like a lower intelligence, which I think that is not accurate. I think it kind of has no correlation. I think and I would still prefer to learn not to use filler words. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, the, yes, yes. The, the assumption because that using a lot of filler words means you're dumber, I don't think it does. I think it's kind of uh, um, um, a manner. You can learn a, a certain manner. It is a manner I wish I learned. I do still want to work on it. I would like to use less filler words. And also... It's like kind of takes me back to the cost benefit analysis. It's something that I'm I have been working on. I also want to clean up my cursing to some degree. And people complain about that, especially on YouTube. Mm. And I'm like, I agree. I also like don't like it. I I agree with you. I can hear myself. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And the cost benefit of editing myself live while speaking the cost, the price I would pay would be um, speaking Honestly, speaking in a super relaxed manner, a super relaxed manner, which I think lends me to one of my special talents, which is being able to say things other people aren't comfortable saying. Yeah. Like I think that is my talent. And I think it would cost me some of that if I was in my head trying to curate every word. So that's why I agree. I want to work on my language. And also I won't be doing it live because then there's a price paid elsewhere. Yes, very, very, very well put. I totally agree with you. It is like if you're censoring at all while you're creating this type of content, even if what you're censoring is the cursing or the filler word, it it means you're thinking about the words you're saying, overthinking about the words you're saying and like limits your thought. Yeah. And I do think that that was Adam Grant's like a piece of Adam Grant's point with that. TLDR, we've just justified why we're going to continue to be intolerable to listen to, but that's my I don't position. think most people find it intolerable. It's like the annoying ones who honestly probably didn't like the content of something that we said and then noticed all the ums and then was like, I don't like them. I don't or I don't want to listen to this anymore because not only did they offend me with that joke, but then they kept having filler words. And now every single thing they do is annoying me. Yeah, you know? fuck them. Yeah. They also <laughs> the person the person who left that negative re- review also ended it with LOL. And I was like, I don't actually feel that that, that ending um, a complaint with LOL is more <laughs> highbrow than just ending it with um. LOL in a text is a, is such a filler. It's like when you started, when you started to text boys and you didn't really know how to do it. And every Ah, message was, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to math class right now. LOL. Like, that's not funny. You just said it because you're nervous and it's a filler on text. So that's what that person was doing. I didn't say LOL until recently. And I don't say LOL. I, I will actually in conversation say lol. Yeah, you will. 
People are really up in arms about the sounds I'm making recently, and I'm okay with that because it's not the content of what I'm saying. It's just everything about how I say it. <laughs> okay, let's go in on something else now. So, <laughs> oh no, what? we got a <laughs> we got a we got actually multiple DMs am last I week. Am I going to be upset about these? Listen, am no. I going to be upset about these DMs? I don't think this is upsetting. You shouldn't be upset by it. I have a harder it. time. I have a harder I time know. letting go of the DMs than you. That's why I'm not up in the DMs that much because they actually upset me more. I know that they do. And I, and that is, yeah, for anyone who writes us DMs, it's mainly me reading them. I think I noticed that you were reading them the week of hater hour because they were more directed to you, which was cool. Um, but yeah, in general, like I'm the one going in there to protect my, my sweet, sweet. I cried myself to sleep many nights or like there will be comments sometimes that that get me depressed for a week. And I'm like, I can't. I would like to read more of the DMs, but then. But then I might uh, be depressed for a week. No, I, it's, it's not worth call. it. Cost it's benefit analysis. Call. Yeah, yeah it's not worth analysis. it. This one, I don't think you'll be upset by this. This is just funny. Um, OK, so. We had a conversation last week about saying the phrase that's funny or that's hilarious or whatever oh, in yeah, response to somebody's story. Yeah, I know. I heard directly it. <laughs> after that. I told a story and your reaction like three times was that's so funny. That's funny. <laughs> I know I heard it only. I heard it only in listening back to the recording. And I will say my my I will say. My point stands because what you said was cute. It wasn't super funny. I didn't laugh, Correct. but I wanted to support it. And I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no problem with it. I noticed it in the moment, actually. But I didn't want to call you out because I didn't want to go backwards in the conversation. I was like, now we're talking yeah. about a new thing. And oh, I, I didn't notice it. I understand the use of that's funny in response to what I'm saying. I actually think it, that way of using it means, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting and a, and maybe a little bit silly. But I guess what people want clarity on is that you didn't <laughs> intentionally do that, which is what you're saying, right? Because oh, there was no, I didn't. They thought I was fucking. They thought I was bullying you. They thought I was bullying you. <laughs> maybe a little bit. They, I think, in general, maybe people are, get concerned that I can't stand up for myself because I'm like a generally agreeable person. If I was being bullied, I wouldn't be here. Is that here, what y'all. they were saying in the DMs? <laughs> now I'm gonna cry no. myself to sleep. No, Is no, that what not. they think? No, they're not. Um, but this person said, "Please address." That's my insecurity coming out of people. I'm insecure that people think of me as like a pushover or something. Because how could they? You run the show. They do sometimes because they do sometimes. Okay. Not Weird. not only here, like in my life, you know. Because I didn't I'm, know that was an insecurity of yours. That's so interesting. Oh, it it's a crazy one because I know that I'm not. Yeah. But it still gets to you. It gets to me uh, when I was younger, especially. I felt like. Mm, me being nice was mistaken for being weak. You know, that's like a common yeah, saying. Okay, and okay. I feel like that's something that over time I have grown a tolerance for and a little bit more of like, well, I know I'm not weak. And I also know that it's important to be to be like a kind person and I can yeah. do both. And yeah, people are intimidated that I've found a way to do both, perhaps. Yeah. Um so that's how I've interpreted it. But it's still like a little bit of a trigger. So if people. So, yeah. So I'm projecting that probably on, on some comments, too, okay. but not in a way that it upsets me deeply. It's just like a thought I have and then it passes and then I move on. If um, that was something I was actually ever contributing towards impression wise. 
with the audience or anyone else, I would really want to know about it because that would make me sad. Thank you. Yes, that is not. I don't believe that that is an impression that you're contributing towards. Okay. Um, but I do think in that moment, people were like, did Caroline plan to like roast you in this way, basically? <laughs> and I was like, even if she did, we roast all the time on this show. Like, are you new here? <laughs> I didn't hear it until I think I was playing back the episode after it yeah. went live. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Really? So, OK, these are just the couple DMs that I screenshotted. One of them was the Caillou thing. One of them was please address how many times Caroline said that's so funny. <laughs> and then the final one, <laughs> the final oh, one no. was people, just one person, but I am, oh, this no. is another insecurity of mine. Oh no. Um, people so being scared. like, don't DM Drake. He's a groomer of Shut child brides. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Actually, Justin kind of mentioned that to me too. Oh, I it's, didn't know it's that. true. It's true. Yeah. I didn't know that. Listen to me, everyone. I'm, not just because I think that he could get if I got through to him, he could help me make a lot of money in my career <laughs> doesn't mean that I support every action that he's ever taken. Just because I like the song Life is Good by Drake featuring Future doesn't mean that I support every action that they've taken. Like, just because I think he's hot because a black and Jewish man is like the definition of my type doesn't mean that I support everything he's done. You know what I mean? It's just... I think what's funny to me, like, obviously, I hope I can make this comment without people being like, oh, so you think child grooming is good? Like, I guess let me say on the record, I think it's not good, but... Um, <laughs> not good. Not and good. I would say among, like, the good things, it's lower on the list. Um, But that was a joke. I think it's bad. <laughs> and... <laughs> why am I still talking? But what's what's interesting to me about um, I guess this gets into cancel culture. Mm -hmm. I and people always ask for people write in a lot for a hot take on cancel culture. I almost shared it in our last hot take episode. Maybe this is the time. Yeah, I find it. I like this conversation in general. I have strong feelings and opinions. Cool. Okay, so this is my take. And of course, remember, this is a take coming from someone. Yes. Who lives at risk of getting canceled like I I my livelihood depends on um, staying in positive public opinion. And it actually, I think my job has influenced how I feel about it. I didn't like cancel. I didn't love cancel culture before just because I don't really love anything extreme. Um, But here, here are my thoughts. So, you know, that's the grain of salt to take at the beginning. But I think cancel culture can be a really effective tool Like, yes, when the system is failing the people, the legal system is failing the people. I think it is a kind of an amazing tool that the Internet allows for the first time ever for people to, you know, enact what they interpret as justice or, you know, taking matters in their own hands. That is pretty amazing. And there's a lot of times, obviously, there's a lot of times where I think that is um, the people should. And I'm not even saying that canceling Drake isn't one of those times. I just found out about four seconds ago that he was a child groomer. Um, so maybe he should completely be canceled and whatever. I don't know. I have to do some research, but I think most people see at this point that it can be taken to like excess. I think most reasonable people Mm -hmm. see how it can be used for evil. What's confusing to me about I think about some aspects of cancel culture, like some people maybe, yes, they deserve to not be allowed to work anymore. Um, 
based on what they've done. But there's like a really everyday version of it where it's just like, we don't like that this person did this, you know, thing that I don't know, lots of people might have got caught doing and know it's not good. But it, it kind of implies that the people we continue to uphold as good um, have no flaws. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be like, you, you, you genuinely think that like every single person you worship hasn't done something basically incredibly shady shit. I, I think it's um, maybe the child grooming isn't a good example because I think most people haven't child groomed. That one's pretty extreme. But for a lot of other things people get canceled for, like the other side of that assumption is like, I don't know. So sometimes I think about, you know, what what does your dad do? What's your dad's career, Jess? Uh, he has like a consulting company in the oil and chemical industry, which a lot of people would be like, oh, you support big oil? Like, I don't know. Okay. Well, (laughs) he's, he's like, he's like really successful at his work, right? He's like been really good at what he does. He's, he's like the kindest person. I feel like he's really good with people. I bet he's a good manager, leader, whatever. Yeah. Good in his field. He's a sweetie and he's successful for sure. Works hard. Do you think he should have like free reign over a Twitter feed? No, absolutely not. And he doesn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, and I would say a lot of like boomer dads probably I'm not saying that as a comment on your dad. I will say my dad probably shouldn't have a Twitter feed. I would say my mom probably shouldn't have a Twitter feed. For my sure. siblings, I shouldn't have a Twitter feed and I don't. And it's just <laughs> like so sometimes taking this like they tweeted a single thought in a moment. And that means that they couldn't possibly like be allowed to work. I don't know. It's like weird to me sometimes. And then the bigger issue that I think about now, um, which is not an issue, and it's not to say that cancel culture can't continue, but I think people think participating in cancel culture is free. I think they think participation is free, but it's not. It comes at a very big price. And the price is that you teach people, you know, if you think, I think about YouTubers or, you know, Instagram people or whatever, because that's my world. So people find someone on YouTube that is like kind of small and feels like it could be their friend or their neighbor or someone they know intimately because this person is like new to the Internet. And then as they grow, you that person begins to hear more feedback about like, well, you're not representing this experience and you're not Mm. representing that experience. And when you talked about this, you left out that side. And when you said this, you left out that. And it slowly teaches a person to censor their thoughts, to filter what was once, you know, stream of consciousness, just a human trying to relate. And it actually teaches them this idea of representing all experiences at once in every word that you say. Um, Impossible. A politician. Now what you're describing is a politician. And that's when you get on YouTube or you get on Instagram and you're like, nobody on here is real. Everybody is just they're running on campaigns to stay on the ballot of public opinion that that is what you turn like the world of influencers into, which may be worth it. I'm not saying poor influencers, but I just want to call out that like that complaint that like, oh, this person didn't represent every single experience on earth and every word they said. And how could they not know about my specific experience? Um, the other side of it is nobody on the Internet is real, you know, yeah. that they're, they're very much two sides of the same coin. They're the same thing. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing that is lost in doing that, like. I think the the issue, the main issue I have with cancel culture is that it teaches in some in some way, like especially in the example of 
you found somebody that you like, maybe it's a comedian, you really like their comedy. And all of a sudden, a tweet from them from 10 years ago comes up where they said something that wasn't the best. And you decide to cancel them. We cancel culture is like a bigger thing, like society decides to cancel them. It's one thing if you don't want to keep consuming their content, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But society decides to cancel them and you're bought into that um, approach to the situation and whatever. It teaches us societally that there's no growing there's no learning there's no yeah there's no like opportunity to look back on something that you believed 10 years ago or that you said 10 years ago and say that was fucked up let me learn exactly why it was fucked up let me try to not do that anymore let me tell other people that we shouldn't be doing that especially people who have a following and who have a platform it's like they could actually be advocates of moving us forward if we allow them the chance to learn from mistakes. And obviously there's like a, there's a tricky balance there because some mistakes are more severe than others. But I happen to think a lot of the times when it's like one of those tweets from 10 years ago situations. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, like let's hear the person out. Let's see, especially if everything that they've put out more recently is like super positive and super, whatever i don't know like it's complicated but you don't have to consume it it doesn't mean they don't deserve to keep working and to just apologize and move on (laughs) to me to me the thing about it is it's a standard that nobody can live by it's a standard where that nobody could pass most like very much including the people doing the canceling if i had every text or every moment on camera of you for the last 20 years i bet there'd be something pretty unsavory in there i bet we all have something that we don't want to share um oh i read this there's a great book by one of my favorite authors um called so you've been publicly shamed Mm, cool um i i can't remember his name right now but he's a really funny um British journalist. And he also he I first discovered him because he wrote The Psychopath Test. Um, if you've read that, but don't he, read, but sounds good. Don't read, don't read, <laughs> can't read, shan't be. So you've been publicly shamed. Anyway, it goes through it like he interviews a bunch of different people who've had their lives, career, everything completely obliterated from some giant public foible or some giant lie or some giant fuck up. And then people like, you know, a lot of things that are objectively terrible that they did. Some people who did things that were debatably terrible and some people who just got caught up in a mess where everything they did was misinterpreted. Mm. And then, he, you know, some of the people really survive the public shaming and kind of thrive through it and it doesn't stop them. Some people never recover from it. I don't know. It was just a really interesting book if y'all are looking for a little new nonfiction. So you've been publicly shamed. John Ronson, which John Ronson, I'm already down because it sounds like Ron Swanson. So he probably (laughs) probably knows a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. I this stuff really. I I also totally. I want to go back to what you said about like it teaches we, everybody to censor themselves. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, can we clarify? I think starting this conversation on the Drake conversation was a, which not say, the right example. Not I'm not talking about Drake here. Not talking about child grooming. Literally, I will. Let's pick one um, that's come up with the podcast. When at one point we were giving dating advice, sharing some of our dating advice, sharing tools, resources, or I think it was breakup survival advice, resources that helped you and I through a breakup. And we referenced Nick Vial. Nick yeah, Vial, yeah. what the fuck is his name? 
and who's on social media. He was on The Bachelor or something. He has kind of dating advice channel. And truly, that man's content got me through my breakup of six years. It was so incredibly helpful. And that's what I shared. This is a resource that could help you. And then a couple of people wrote in and were like, I can't believe that Mm -hmm. you would support him for, first of all, I had no idea whatever they were referencing, whatever um, dirty laundry was in the Nick vial. I have no idea. I can't believe people, I, I, I will never know all the dirt about everyone all the time. Of course. And I'm not even saying that it's not dirt. Like, yeah, sounds like he didn't pay people well or something. Um, not the same as like child molestation. Like I just, it was just this assumption that because maybe he fucked up professionally or someone got underpaid, like I've been underpaid my entire life. Like it's not that I don't want people to get paid, but it also doesn't mean that he didn't have ideas that are valuable. Like I think it's it's the inability to hold nuance Two that truths. is is frustrating to me. I actually agree. It sounds I don't know the details, but it sounds like he needs to learn from some choices he made that screwed people over and also he had some really valuable ideas that remain really valuable. Like those that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Those things that that is to me when I mean It's very it's very confusing to me because that that to me implies you think everybody else is like spotless, which no, the other people you're upholding aren't spotless. You just haven't caught them yet. Well, exactly. And it almost creates a feeling of like, but we're looking for the way to to cancel you. Like and they are because people are. I think people people would admit if 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 there's critical thinkers looking at an issue like this and saying, oh, well, if I hold that person to that standard, then I need to hold everyone to that standard. Then it means to me that they're looking for a reason. Okay, so then what's wrong with this person that I like? What's wrong with this person? That's why people go digging on Twitter, go digging for issues. It's a strange impulse. And you also can hold people to those standards without um, claiming that other work they've done was also like worth um, valuable. Right. It right. just, those, those things aren't at odds to me. That's what's confusing to me. Well, I mean, yeah, it reminds me of like JK Rowling, the Harry Potter author who right. we found out much later was, is it that she's like homophobic and like really like anti-gay trans. rights or trans I rights? Was, I think it was related to trans rights. Yeah. Which like, I don't like that. That makes me upset about JK Rowling. However, right. it doesn't mean that Harry Potter's shit, like, I don't know, like, two things can be true. <laughs> That's what's confusing to me is when people are like, wait, are you, have you actually convinced yourself that you didn't enjoy Harry Potter now? Because I don't think, I don't know, it's just, it, it, it is confusing to me. I don't get why it's necessary. I'm not saying don't condemn things, but um, I don't understand the relation. Yeah. The other thing that happens inevitably when it comes to cancel culture and all of these examples is that every single one of us chooses which people we want to cancel. I'm never listening to R. Kelly's music again. I'm never listening to Kanye West again, whatever. Those are like the top names. Chris Brown. Like For me, it's like a lot of like music because a lot of the musicians, Drake, a lot of the musicians that I like, shit comes up about them and you're like, well, fuck, now what do I do? Yeah. Um, so you end up picking and choosing. It just ends up being like, well, I, I accept these people and I don't You've accept got some these special people. None of us are consistent when it comes to who we choose to cancel and who we choose to keep. And that's also human nature and makes sense to me. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. 
But I guess it just puts a spotlight on like another issue issue with cancel culture, which is like you can't be so high and mighty that you're trying to find what's wrong with every single person because you're going to find something. And it's just about how you weight different like controversies and also how you weight the value of the the art that they've created. Well, it's also like it is incredibly personal. I would I think that like. Based on what what trauma you're closest to, you will yeah. have some some biased. I guess they'd be yeah biased because it's it's personal biased reactions and there's there's nothing that's like not understandable about that. Like it does make sense. I think it's all very it's all pretty emotionally based for everybody. Totally. In Chicago, two of the big examples are R. Kelly and Kanye West. R. Kelly. Um, was a child groomer and like would, you know, date and sleep with and whatever, all these like young women and have these parties in Chicago. And it, it was like a whole whole thing really big to this city. Mm. And you can't listen to him here. Like you just can't. Ooh, However, Kanye West, also from Chicago, been in the news in the last couple years for saying some really egregious shit and really like racist, xenophobic, like uh he pretty much went stuff. as hard he he pretty much went as hard as you could go he right went pretty much he went as hard. hard he's as off the rails he, 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 he's off the he rails really he really begged for cancellation I, yeah for he it. did he's like i'm tired get me out of this he career as hard as he could to get canceled he put his back into it yeah he also from chicago um You'll still walk around hearing his music on the radio everywhere. You'll, you know, I have That's Yeezys. So I have his difference. sneakers. Wow. And yeah. Because I bought them before all that stuff happened. I mean, he was always questionable, but at the time I was less out on him than I am now. And I was talking to my boyfriend who's from Chicago and really like up on what's happening locally and stuff. And I was like, do I still get to wear my Yeezys? They're literally my most comfortable sneakers. I paid like $400 for, for them. Like, can I wear them? And he was like, it's Chicago. Yeah, you can. And I was that like, that makes so no sense because it's Chicago. We don't listen to R. Kelly. Like, there's no rhyme or reason, really. I mean, you can make arguments for both, but. Cancel them both. Uh, listen, these are people I'm down with canceling. And right. again, that's so subjective because there are probably other ones that you would say I'm crazy not to cancel. Um, it makes me think about the people that we preserve. I think there's certain people. It's not I feel like it's not even really about like what we feel about their actions. It's how we like to worship them. And Kanye still has like a certain clout of cool. Yeah. And elusive with a lot of people um, that I think protects him. Like for all intents and purposes. I mean, his. His transgressions are much more recent than R. Kelly and like. I guess it's also the difference between words and action, though, maybe. And like R. Kelly being convicted versus Kanye saying because R. Kelly's like a criminal like there. He went to court and there's like all this shit as opposed to Kanye. Is Kanye not a criminal? Isn't that that's hate speech? Isn't that a crime? I guess. But I don't think he was ever like taken to court on it. Like he maybe could be. Okay, sure. And also, I think you're giving cancelers too much credit for saying maybe maybe people are thinking about that. I think it's fucking emotional decision. And I think there are certain people in pop culture who are preserved on a special throne that it's like they could murder a child on stage and Mm -hmm. still like live to perform their next show. I'm going to say right now. No, I agree. Beyonce, Beyonce, what would Beyonce have to do? 
to get canceled. I think I think Beyonce could kill a lot of people. (laughs) And (laughs) what I want to say is have sex with a lot of kids, but I actually don't want to say that. (laughs) I but like basically, yeah, I think I think if we found out Beyonce was a pedophile. okay, listen, I'm going to say it. Abby, keep it in the episode. The whole bedrock of my life would be. I know. I know. That's why I'm bringing that's why I'm bringing it up with you. Jess is the bedrock of Beyonce. I think we (laughs) could find out that Beyonce was a pedophile. And some people, not me, I think some people would be like, hmm, we should probably hear from her. We should probably hear from her side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and with some people, you hear they're a pedophile and it's like, I knew it already. Like, he's done, whatever. I don't know. I'm If Beyonce, if Beyonce were a pedophile. <laughs> don't say that to me. I know, but you know, it's fucking true. There's some people that we've chosen are special, special preserved people. If Taylor Swift was a pedophile, pedophile. what are other other people that'd be crazy to be a pedophile? And some of them probably are. Some of them probably are. Well, there was a whole thing, not, not regarding pedophilia, but there was a whole thing recently. Am I going to get sued for this? This is all alleged. This is all. This is all. all, It's not even alleged. It's It's just Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody sue me. This is just, I'm just. Putting words together. Yeah, yeah, we know that. We know that. Don't worry. We're used to it. <laughs> no, um, I'm trying to figure out what do I need to say so that legally Beyonce can't sue me. We know. We actually don't know is the problem. We don't know that she's not. Um, I haven't proved it. I don't think anyone's proved that she's not a pedophile. Right. But I don't think that's like the standard. S- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because by that logic, no one's proved that we aren't. I'll throw myself into the ringer with Beyonce. If she's going down, I'm going with her. (laughs) Wait, who are other precious people? My queen. My queen. My precious. I feel like I was having a similar conversation to this recently. And I was like, there's pretty much no one that you can't dig up any dirt on. Especially somebody with that level of success. You have to do some shady shit and be super fucking all about yourself and and you yes. know like what? play the game and whatever to get to the top like that you just have yeah. to i accept it and i to some degree respect it as long as <laughs> no like totally egregious things are happening or at least i don't find out about them so i said this and i was like name one really successful person who like you can't dig up dirt on and so, people always say taylor swift in that conversation and to that i'm like her people are good at hiding it. And it's probably not pedophilia. It's probably not like on the ranks of R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby and whoever. But it is still probably shady shit like underpaying people or having to do this and that. And, you know, uh, kind of like burning bridges in order to get where she is like there's something people are so protective of her. And it is yeah. so wild. It's like you yeah. just don't know about it because her PR team is the best of the best. Same yeah. as Be- same with Beyonce, I'm sure, you know? Like, First of all, I suspect I'm more suspicious of Beyonce, I will say. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm more suspicious of Taylor Swift. I don't. I, I, I have a whole lifelong trajectory of complicated emotions about Taylor Swift. Really? Beyonce, it's always been... Me and her, baby, till the end. <laughs> I will allow it. I will allow it, but I will retain my suspicions. I'm going to say I think this is the highest unsubscribe rate we've ever hit for an episode. 
Oh, sick. That's like new record. It's <laughs> like hitting milestones week after week. Yeah. Should, okay. Should we go to something more? I love a milestone. Yeah. You know, I have a fun DM. I have a fun DM. This okay, is a okay. DM that made me laugh. So this is a DM episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is a DM episode. First of all, Jess and I, <laughs> Jess and I were saying when we sat down to record in our little pre-record today, we were both like, hey, I didn't write down any thoughts or ideas. And she was like, yeah, me neither. And she was like, I got some like old thoughts and notes, you know, in my notes page that I haven't liked, you know, that have been there for a while as backups. And I was like, yeah, same. I got some dregs, but that's the thing. They've been sitting there for a while. Some notes, some thoughts I thought about sharing on the podcast, but over and over, every time we sit down to record, I'm like, eh, no, not, not that, that one. one. That one, that one's not that good. And actually I find it kind of boring. And so we are like, today we're going to do the boring shit. <laughs> so we're packaging this as a boring episode for you. Are you happy? Okay. Not for cancel culture plus boring ass topics. <laughs> can we plus, not just label it? Is let's Beyonce see how bored. We can make- <laughs> no, can it just be, let's just ditch the entire not for format. language format of our title. and Just title it, is Beyonce a pedophile? You can't prove that she's not. You can't prove that she's not. You can't prove, you can't prove <laughs> I have to really sleep on that and see where I land on it. If it was anyone else, she's just, yeah, I protect her the way all these Taylor Swift people protect her. But tell us, what's your boring thought? Give us something. Okay, This actually is a DM that made me laugh. Somebody DM'd a while ago. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like possibly I deleted it. <laughs> Do you okay. remember the, the vibe of it? Oh, you found it? No. No. Do you, rem- <laughs> Do you remember anything about it? I remember. Okay. Well, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. Somebody DM'd. I'm going to try and paraphrase. Somebody DM'd and just said, Do you ever, it was something like, Have you ever seen a picture of yourself? Like, all of a sudden, like, catch you off guard. Somebody sends you, like, a photo they took of you. You know, in public one day, maybe you thought you were looking cute one day and then you see this photo and you're like, that's what I look like in shorts. And (laughs) and it it really made me laugh. I can't remember how they phrased it, but yeah, I feel that. First of all, I feel like it's so relatable. I hate shorts. You'll never catch me in shorts again. No, I hate Um, them. And I, the, what I get a lot is like looking at a random photo of myself. I'm like, that is how I hold my body. Like something about my posture or you're like, what do, how could I even choose that position with my shoulders? You know what I mean? That's my body at rest. That's the shape of my body at rest. Why? But also what this makes me think of is a very true phenomenon where you look at a picture of yourself a recent photo and you're like oh shit that's awful i can't believe i look like that and then five years from now you look back at the same photo and you're like i was that hot and i didn't even know know it i know such an awful phenomenon about being a woman like i look back at pictures from college and when i totally felt like i was gross and fat and whatever and now i look back at it i'm like i was fucking fit and hot and voluptuous and delicious and like glowing and young you're still literally all of those things those are the top adjectives i would use to describe you thank you i will do i I know i like to share a lot of like um like negative affirmations and stuff that help (laughs) me out so one i like to do a little like negative um visualization experience yeah like thought experiment i like to is to just like i just sit and i visualize myself getting like real old 
and how I'm going to then be like, no, they're getting old is bad. But presumably I'll be like, look at when I was 32. Look at that. Why wasn't I celebrating it? And okay. and then I'm like, <laughs> and I open my eyes and I'm 32. Maybe I have a little more appreciation. OK, so you have to get into character in order to really. <laughs> that voice. I have to turn off the lights and talk to myself in that voice. That seems like it would work. Um, When you said negative affirmation, it reminded me I was in this bookstore when I was in Portland that like everybody told me to go to. Okay, you know, a city is lame. Sorry to everyone that's from Portland. You know, a city is lame when the top recommendation is like, go to this bookstore. It was actually a cool bookstore, <laughs> I, I will say. Very, I think it was very <laughs> Portland, as far as I can tell. Yeah, maybe. It was bookstore. actually, it was cooler than I expected it to be. That being said, it's still a bookstore. But there is this book um, <laughs> called, and I took a picture for you. It's called Bad Vibes Only and Other Things I Bring to the Table by Nora yeah. McKinnery. And I was I like, accept. that is a book yes. that Caroline would write. Like that, yeah. that just sums it up. Um, I love a negative affirmation. Good vibes only is such a red flag to me. Oh, totally. I feel like people put that in like their dating their profiles profile. or their Instagram profile. Do they put it there? I've seen it. I've seen it in their Instagram profile. Oh, yeah. I think a lot about my Instagram bio. Yeah. I don't think I have a cool one. I don't actually, I could benefit from some branding, but we'll talk and about it. Dating profile, I always can be like, remember, show, don't tell. If you have good vibes, maybe you do. And I probably like them. What I don't like is you announcing that you have good vibes. Fucking show me that you have good vibes because that post actually is pretty bad vibes. Sounds a little preachy, <laughs> a little annoying. It's like when people are like, I'm funny. I have a good sense of humor. Good sense of humor. Those are a couple of subjective words you just used. And almost everyone thinks they have a good sense of humor. And most of them don't. So just show me that you're funny. And I'll let you know if it's a good sense of humor. Don't just tell me that. It's the same people who, if you tell them like, oh, I do stand up or comedy or whatever. And they're like, tell me a joke. It's like, do you not understand how humor works? Like, that's not how you're going to assess whether I'm a funny person or not. What? I don't just have a canned joke ready for you. It's you're the same people. You're going to assess it from me telling you that I'm funny. Right. Yeah, exactly. I told you, you I do comedy. Isn't that I enough? told you. Oh, so you don't trust me. Oh, so you don't trust me. Okay. It is about trust, isn't it? It always is. Oh, speaking of comedy, I have been workshopping this little bit idea with a lot of different people over the last couple of weeks, and I think it's pretty clever. So do you want me to say that's so funny or yeah yeah i think it's worthy of a that's so funny um probably not worthy of a laugh but it kind of transitions off of the cancel culture conversation actually because there was a whole situation maybe like a month or two ago with lizzo where she was getting potentially canceled because she was apparently like abusive was she to super fat phobic or something yes to like Wait, other so, large people in so her that's, that one's kind of crazy to me because it's like that's what she basically built her career off of correct was being like an example a positive example of like re- representing an underrepresented population yeah. as a role model and then so that one i feel like is kind of egregious see here's my subjective hot take is like Maybe you should have your career taken away because it was entirely built on that. It was entirely built on that. Totally. I do think that if the thing that someone's potentially being canceled over is the thing that's like their whole thing, 
then that makes it a lot worse. I still wouldn't cancel her over that. Like you can be, yeah, like maybe she's a terrible person. Like I, you can be a terrible person and still sing. I'll allow it. I think well, probably yeah, most right. people who, I think most people who sing, yeah, I think most people who sing are probably like terrible people. Well, it also came out like for whatever reason, and I didn't follow this closely enough, but for whatever reason, it was like very quickly disproven you know why and because they need to keep her because they need she is a protected person yeah she they don't is have a, a lot of person. other options like the people that loved her for like the rare like kind of representation that she was there's not like true there's not a lot of other role models to fall back on so i don't think they are like i think i think a bunch of people are like we can't afford we can't to cut lose her, her down so we won't that's possible that is definitely probably a part of why it was so quieted um I have a seg. I have like a side note just because we were talking about people getting canceled for the exact thing that they were celebrated for. It reminds me of the Try Guys and Ned Fulmer, who was the like oh, family yeah. guy obsessed with his wife throughout their whole 10 year run on YouTube and at BuzzFeed and stuff. And then it came out that he this is old news at this point, but it came out that he was having an affair with Shitting. someone on their staff. And it was like not only doing this thing that we all agree is a bad thing to do but it was like you're the wife guy and that's what really like ruined him for everyone was like no this is not your br this is completely the opposite of the brand that i've loved about around you okay <laughs> actually this is bringing me to a conclusion i think actually what people cancel what people more staunchly cancel is inauthenticity and deception so yeah. kanye saying something crazy crazy racist doesn't really contradict the rest of Kanye's cool, which is like, he's mouthy. He says what he wants. He's a little bit yeah. crazy. He's out there. It's like, obviously, it's really fucking terrible what he did. And I'm not even a fucking Kanye fan. I just think for a lot of people who are fans, it doesn't necessarily feel like he's duped you. It's like, oh, wow, he's also crazy in this additional way. But like, we kind of liked him because he's a little mouthy and crazy. Mm -hmm. None of this is me saying he shouldn't be canceled. Cancel the fuck out of him. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he sounds like he fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> but then, but yes, I think what actually people hate the most is the inauthenticity and the deception, not necessarily like the action itself. Yeah, I think that's really, really at the core of it. And that's why people pick and choose because yeah. also like different inauthenticities and different types of deception can trigger yeah. you specifically in a different way than someone else that the Kanye thing also just made me think of. And I didn't mean to take us back to the cancel conversation. It's just like, there's so it's much to good. say about it and it's really relevant. Um, and I'm one of these people with Kanye, the, the like workaround that we've created as Kanye fans <laughs> is like, yeah, Oh, I done? only like old Kanye. I only listen That's to so funny to this album and back, right. you know, and yeah, it's like, yeah, he, he was, he was fine. He then. Wasn't, yeah. He wasn't a couple years ago yeah that's yeah. a new thing that's a new thing it's just a new, it's just new that you heard about it y'all okay right I, we I, we've taken you off course i've taken you off course yes. like five times yes. what were you gonna say and what i'm about to say cannot hold a candle to the this conversation it is so fucking basic but i'll say were you gonna it say boring something funny boring notes were you, were you gonna say something that was funny eventually that i was gonna say that's so funny too you were yeah yeah this is what it is okay. but it's also boring <laughs> what i'm saying is that it's lived in my notes for several weeks and okay. it's like also boring but you might say that's so funny so okay that sounded really passive aggressive that i said were you gonna, <laughs> were you gonna, gonna say something funny? were you gonna make trying to make me laugh for fucking once <laughs> <laughs> no, that is what I meant was I want 
I don't want us to lose the thought that you had that I've cut you off from 12 times where you said you wanted to say something funny. That's what I meant. I'm sharp. I'm uh, it's all up here, baby. Um, <laughs> so based on the Lizzo thing, she posted an apology on her Instagram eventually or ap- apology slash explanation slash whatever Sorry, the fuck it caught. was. Sorry, you guys caught me. Exactly. And as Every celebrity does when they need to apologize for something. And every like Internet person, Mm. they post it on they post screenshots of their notes app. Right. With like a long written out thing. And so it made me think of what I think would be a really great SNL sketch about (laughs) the notes app and how the notes app feels about the fact that all it's really (laughs) used for is celebrity apologies and celebrity breakup announcements. And like, (laughs) As an app, it actually had dreams of, you know, poetry being written in it and like keeping people's tasks organized and whatever. Obviously, people use it for that, too. But like the the public figure that is the notes app is for that. Yeah, I just thought that would be a funny sketch. Do you like it? I think it is funny. It made me genuinely giggle. That is so funny. That's (laughs) hilarious. It actually it did genuinely make me giggle. Cool. Check that off the list. Talked about that. (laughs) Cool. See if I fucking care. (laughs) I mean, I can just run through these dumb thoughts that I haven't brought up because they're bad. You can dumb it it down more than that. I know you got better than that. Oh, I can. Take it to the ground. Okay, so here's another one. For, you know, when you get into like a couple week period where you're saying a certain word that like you've really yeah. never said before. Immediately, immediately I have an example. So yeah. I think I'm out of this and now. And you can't stop. And you can't, you can't stop. stop. You can't stop. <laughs> it's the only word that you can come up with to describe this feeling or this thing like every single time, every single day for like yeah. two weeks. So I'm yeah. out of this now. But I was in a two week stretch. It was heard on the podcast. I was using the word hankering a lot (laughs) (laughs) that's an embarrassing one that is an embarrassing oh yeah it ages me that is an an embarrassing (laughs) sequence of syllables to be caught saying over and over talk about cancel that is bad that is egregious and every time i said it a little like thing happened in my brain that was like that word sucks i feel stupid i've said it (laughs) i've said it like four times this week like, isn't there a better word to describe this feeling? I know that there's a different word. What is this feeling? What I are you try, I talked now? to some friends about it. I was like, isn't there a different word for hankering? Like, I cannot keep saying that word craving? on the podcast. It's craving? ruining my image. Um, <laughs> craving is close. Jonesing was okay. something that somebody suggested. I would never oh, say that, though. Sometimes I say, like, tweaking, like, tweaking out. Maybe it depends on the context. It depends on the context. That could work. Anyway, I'm just not going to talk about that feeling ever again. But the main <laughs> the main thing that I wrote in my notes as a potential to talk about is that hankering and jonesing. Where did those words come from? I guess it was a guy named Hank Jones who had a lot of cravings. <laughs> OK, so that that gets that that's so funny. Actually, no, that doesn't get a that's so funny. That's a that's dad a, joke. That's a pun. That's a pun. And so if we were in person, I'd slap you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I deserve to be slapped. I mean, you asked me to keep going. Yeah. Who knew that the lead up to that was going to be funnier than the punchline? Okay, I'm learning. (laughs) I'm learning. I don't need to stop using this word, but I picked up a word from you recently, which I'm like not in pop culture. So maybe I have a feeling maybe this word is going around pop culture because you're pretty pop. Thanks. 
Thanks. Yes. And thank you. <laughs> fucking one of us has to be. Otherwise, I'd be so disconnected. I wouldn't know what's going on with Nick Bial. And I'm... Um, I picked this up from you and I was like, oh, that is the correct word, which is cosine. Um, yeah. Maybe you said it. Maybe you said it one time um, instead of it, it kind of means I agree or like I think I would usually say like green light or something like I green light mm. that opinion or perspective or something. But that's not a thing people say. Cosine. As soon as you said it, I was like, I'm saying that for the rest of my life. Wow. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. I actually don't even know if it's like truly a pop culture word. I, I'm not so saying I'm good. the only person that's ever said it, but. I just happen to say it a lot. There's a lot of good Ooh. words for that. Plus one. It's like, no, don't like came it. from don't Reddit. Like it. Okay. Don't like it. Don't like it. No, cosine I don't is so much better. I say that, but I type it. I type plus one a lot at work. Um, okay. I don't cosine. have the same feelings. I don't have the same feelings for plus one as for cosine. Fair enough. The other thing I'll say sometimes is retweet. That's you know? funny. Yeah, that's funny. That works. That's something I'm trying yeah. out. What if, what if my words do you like? <sighs> deep sigh <laughs> you're you're now you're begging for compliments um obviously that is the title <laughs> of the podcast that's the title of the podcast what's a word that you use a lot um well i have definitely picked up from the beginning of the podcast and you told me that you got this from your old therapist nancy the and also i yeah. use it all the time i yeah. have picked up that my sister has started using it she listens regularly mm-hmm. to the podcast like we'll be talking to each other on the phone i hear her in your voice say like and also and also so yeah. that's infected the debakey clan that's um, a good one that's a good one i don't know do you do you have like really specific words i definitely mimic a lot of your voices that you do like tones of okay. voice okay I'll um, take it. and i'll hear myself yeah or sometimes I'll do that. And then my boyfriend will be like, there's Caroline. Like he notices oh. it. Yeah. Um, Speaking through your body like I'm possessing you. Yeah. <laughs> that's bit. hot. And that's hot. Sexual. Yeah. Um, okay. That's two compliments. Yeah. I'll, I'll cut you off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me know if you need more. This has been not for everyone. We're about to get canceled and we're glad that you were here to witness it or maybe to make it happen. Um, if you want to leave a review, you can cancel us. And uh, I think it's safe to say I won't be sleeping for the next couple of weeks, but I love you. And me or them. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely these people I've never met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Instagram if you fucking feel like it. Not for everyone pod with a number four, Jay-Z DeBakey and Caroline Winkler on Instagram. I just hit 500,000 subscribers like 30 minutes ago. On YouTube? What the on hell? YouTube! Oh my gosh, you hit 400,000 like only a few months ago in April while, maybe? Also while we were recording. Yeah. yeah. Both times. Yeah. Stop it. That's a thrill. Stop it, you fucking bitch. Okay, I'm going to go watch your video now. Because okay, I can't get enough of video. you. Okay. okay, don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. Please, I'm begging don't you. Don't look at my old pathetic. tweets. Don't Thanks. <laughs>